When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody uh good evening good morning good afternoon good night the vancouver canucks uh well i'm i'm kaya may um this welcome to game over vancouver the vancouver canucks just lost 4-3 in overtime um to the dallas stars now um before we get into a bit of a game recap just gonna remind you subscribe to sgpn down below like this stream you can find me kaya may basically on every single platform there is under the sun um i think i don't know social media is there's like 15 sites for like 500 different things i had a bit planned to start the stream off before we got into the game recap because i grabbed something uh for the bit when we were it was still tied 2-2 and i grabbed it just before the garland 3-2 goal i was like okay this is perfect this is perfect. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get the two points. We're gonna lead the league. Obviously, we only got one. We still lead the league. Um, well, kind of. Um, I'll get into that later. I, <laughs> but I'm gonna continue the bit anyway. Bit's also ruined because it's like a bubble playoff towel. I have ones from 2011. I just don't know where they are. Um, uh, it was either this or an Abbotsford Canucks or uh, Whitecaps, and I think this one fits the best. So, there we go. The Vancouver Canucks lead the league in, um, yeah, who would have not? Who, who would have th- thought? The Canucks, December 21st, 2023, we lead the NHL overall. And yes, we are technically tied for points with the Vegas Golden Knights, but since we have 21 regulation wins to their 15, considering apparently we're just terrible in extra time, um, yeah, we have the tiebreaker. So we are we are 22, 9, and 3. They are 21, 8, and 5. So we have the same amount of points. It's just that they have two more OT losses points than we do. Um, yeah. <sighs> Alright, let's get into the game here. First period, uh, well, before the first, Kuzmenko is scratched again, um, I'll discuss him a little bit as well, just, it's, uh, it's been an ongoing issue, I mean, I know Talkit wants to run with, like, the winning lineup, um, from the other night, but at the same time, like, 
you're paying him, you're paying him like $5 million, $5.5 million. Anyway, I understand it, but at the same time, like, how is this going to keep going on? Um, Joshua, that third line, this, it's, keeps going crazy. Keeps going crazy. Joshua from Garland and Bluger makes it one nothing Canucks. Um, and then there's a Zadorov interference penalty on Ben. That's the first penalty kill for the Canucks. There's a Ben tripping on Joshua. It's the 13th penalty draw drawn by uh, Dakota Joshua this year. Um, but on the 4-on-4, four four, Sagan makes it 1-1. One one. Um, he basically, yeah, he drives to the net, tucks it in with one hand. Myers doesn't really block the pass. And Cole is late to tie Sagan's stick up. Um, basically, that's really only good for my fantasy team. Can't lie. Uh, Pedersen hits the post on the power play after, and Miller gets poke-checked. The Canucks don't really set up in this power play, nor the second power play they had. Um, before this game, they were 1 of one for 12 on the last three, uh, in the last three games on the power play. So, they went 0 for 3 as well tonight. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> it's, the power play, I don't know what's going on. It's not good. Uh, Canucks scored and then gave up, pretty much, uh, for the first period. Pe second penalty kill, Dallas kind of got a lot of shots, basically let Demko do all the work, kind of all clumping together at the front of the net, compared to, you know, watching where the rest of the team is. Um, second period, again, I, wasn't a lot until Dallas really scored. Um, there was a power play for the Canucks, Heiskin and holding on Pedersen, because he just decided to give him a little hug. Um... Yeah, we didn't, we, again, weren't able to set up. Dallas kept pushing the Canucks out, um, and just kept getting the puck down the ice. Rupe hints, makes it 2-1 Dallas. They get a lead for the first time this season against the Vancouver Canucks, uh, because the last time we faced off was November 4th, and we got a shutout win, 2-0. Um, yeah, so Rupe hints. Miscommunication between Zadorov and Myers. Uh, Niels Oman to Sutter doesn't clear. Uh, Suter, sorry. <laughs> doesn't clear. The Stars get the puck. Um, Robertson sends it across to Hintz, who slides it under Demko. Um, yeah, just a bit of a miscommunication. They're just trying to get the puck out, and it doesn't want to leave um, the Ozone. Then there's another, pe another penalty kill. Uh, Hoaglander for tripping on Heiskanen, and this is where I started to notice the severe lack of shots. Um, not for the stars. At this point, I think the shots were 21 to 8, so that's almost triple of what- so the stars had almost triple the shots that the Canucks do, which is insane considering the Canucks have a plus 44 goal differential, um, which is also the highest in the league. It might have- uh, it's plus 43 now, so. The- Forgive me, but, um, anyway, after that penalty kill, uh, it's 2-2, Brock Besser gets his 24th of the year, he's still behind Austin Matthews, who I believe has 26 goals, I think he got one of the Leafs' three goals tonight, in their 9-3 loss, uh, to the Buffalo Sabres, so, that's fun, that must be fun, um, yeah, it was a draw pass from Miller, Top corner kind of goes off the bar. Great shot. 24th of the year. He's six away from 30. Who knew Who knew that 
on December 21st, 2023, Brock Besser would A, be second, um, be second on NHL goal scoring, Miller being in the top five for scoring overall, Hughes being, like, one of the best defensemen in the league, Demko, I don't think I have to say anything more about him, and, like, we're at the top of the league. I, that's still... It's very surreal compared to where we were last year. Like, we got our 22nd win of the season, I think, in February of last season. Again, it's before Christmas. Um, then we got a power play uh, because they had... Dallas had too many men on the ice. Um, I guess math is not a strong suit in Texas. I might be mistaken. I, I, it wasn't clear to, to me when I was watching it, who got the penalty. And I was like, if they did that again, I'm, I, I, why, why did this happen? Um, yeah, Hronik going down low is not an option. It's a non-option for our power, for the power play, for the Canucks anymore. Like, I understand you're scratching Kuzmenko because you want to go with a, you want to go with, you know, a winning lineup. All right, take Kronik off the power play. I beg you. Just because, you know, he's an offensively-minded defenseman does not mean that he's good. Like, he's good to, like, kind of quarterback our second unit, I'd say. But I think they're keeping Hughes out for both. So why is he there? He's just taking up space. Put out Sam Lafferty. Put out uh, Pia Suter. Put, there's, like, there's better options than Philip Kronik. <sighs> anyway... They actually kind of set up, um, and then Miller fell, and then they did not, did not set up. Um, then the dying seconds of the second period, the Dallas Star, in the American Airlines, is it arena or center? I feel like it's center. Um, they're playing Wonderwall. Moving on. So in the third period, uh, there was an interesting st stat that came in. Um, there were five shots for the- there were no penalties during this period, so this kind of stays for the rest of the, um, game. But there are five shots for- for Dallas on the three penalty kills, and for the Canucks on the three power plays, there were zero. Well, three- the three penalty kills for the Canucks and the three power plays for the Canucks. We had zero actual shots on net. Like, we had chances, but we- nothing. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Sagan, he was on another one tonight. Um, Forecheck, again, even if we don't have Kuzmenko in the lineup, it's still an issue. Um, with less than half to go in the third, the shot count was 31 to 15 in favor of Dallas. So, I, I don't understand how Demko doesn't get one of the three stars of the game, because that's honestly just embarrassing from the Canucks. I mean, both teams did not convert on the power play at all, but Dallas, in the entire basically 65 minutes of the game, they had 36 shots, the Canucks had 20. That's... I understand you're tr you might be trying to, like, keep your, your PDO up. No, that's, that's absolutely unacceptable. In the first period, it was 16 to 6. The second, this is in favor of Dallas. The second, 9 to 5. The third, kind of balanced, 9-8, to eight, and then Dallas, 2-1. to one. So, and that one shot was, I believe, would be the Pedersen chance um, in overtime. 
Anyway, before we actually get to that point, it feels like the last half of the third, the Canucks were like, oh, wait, we actually have a chance. And that's when, you know, the hype started to build up with if the Canucks get a point, they tie Vegas. If they get two points, they get, you know, first in the league by themselves. They don't have to rely on a tiebreaker, which we have to do now because we have more regulation wins than Vegas. Because obviously, we are terrible outside of regulation. We have one overtime loss, or two overtime losses now, uh, one shootout loss and only one overtime win, and that was against the Islanders. Um, yeah, because we lost an OT against the Rangers, lost an OT obviously tonight against the Stars, and lost in the shootout against Minnesota. We were one of the last teams to go to a shootout, and yes, we have not shown our best in the shootout. For example, they put Kuzmenko in the shootout lineup instead of, like, I don't know, literally anyone, anyone else that has actually scored more goals this year. That's besides the point. But literally, the entire third line just as your three shooters for the shootout, and we're good. Anyway, speaking of the third line, 3-2. The Canucks gained the lead for the second time in the entire game since the first. Um, Connor Garland, what a goal. Uh, what a play. Bluger to Joshua to Garland to basically just run straight into the net. The closest I've seen him to a net on a goal like that was when he got a puck to the face when he was playing in Arizona and it went off his cheek and in and he was bleeding so he had to like leave the ice after but um he, he that get that counted as a goal so <laughs> anyway that line is absolutely crazy. I wrote a note, like, I feel like they, their names are all somewhat tree-related, but I can't, or, like, plant-related. Yeah, Dakota Joshua got third star tonight, deserved, he hadn't, he had the great assist on the Garland goal, he had his own goal, uh, for himself, and, yeah, he's, he's on his way to getting back-to-back -back Unsung Hero Awards, if not, it's going to be, like, Bluger, or Garland. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where we're at. Um, but then when, in the last few minutes, Thomas Harley, he ties it. Uh, he was recently the overtime winner uh, against Seattle for the Stars. Overtime hero, I guess. Um, he ties Quinn Hughes with goals for defensemen. Ian Cole, again, just can't tie him up. Like, he's sticking him out like he's poking something with the stick. Which, I mean, like, I guess is what you're doing. Overall, the Dallas Stars absolutely killed the Vancouver Canucks, and I'm surprised it went past regulation. I, with that Garland goal, I had some faith that the Canucks were going to pull off the two points, and then the Harley, and I was like, okay, they're going to score in, like, the last minute. It's going to ruin everything. We made it. We made it past regulation. We made it. We're tied with Vegas for first in the league. Let's talk about overtime. Uh, goal was not scored until there were... 10 seconds left in three-on-three -three overtime, which is just so entertaining. It's always entertaining. <laughs> it's so entertaining. Uh, Matthew Shane gets his 11th of the season, 450 into overtime, five minutes of three-on-three, 4-3 -on -three, Dallas. Woohoo, basically gets kind of a breakaway, breakthrough pass. Uh, but, but just before this, just before this, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Um, because there is a two-on-O there's a two on O for the <laughs> for the Canucks where it's Pedersen and Joshua. And they're going up the ice. Pedersen has the puck. He passes to Joshua. 
And they're still, you know, a pretty good distance from um, Scott Wedgwood and Nett. And uh, Joshua passes back to Pedersen. And I don't know if Pedersen wasn't expecting the pass or anything, um, but he tries to kind of scoop it back into the net, doesn't really get enough height on it, it goes straight into Wedgwood's pads, and the play is sent the other way, and the Stars score. That was probably the most exciting thing of overtime, and that was in the last minute of overtime. Um, so if you want to know if overtime and pass regulation, if they need some revamping from the NHL, uh, this is your out, this is your reason. Yeah, PD went in too close to raise the puck, but I still feel like he could have pulled it off. Like, I understand he's he's potentially back from injury, but he had... Or not exactly back from injury, he didn't really take a break. But at the same time, like, it comes to... Um... It comes to... He didn't exactly take a break. He has had some points in recent games, but also tonight there were a lot of... There were a lot of shots that just completely sailed over um yeah anyway canucks lose 4-3 in overtime to the dallas stars <sighs> it was a time it was a time um we are again like i said woo! i dropped my coffee <laughs> um we are first in the league because of the tiebreaker with regulation wins it's good it's good go back to five on five in ot honestly i wouldn't hate it <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i i think there needs to be a revamp of the points system overall in general but that's just never gonna happen probably uh because the nhl hates fun <laughs> it, it was poor on both parts yeah i feel like there could have Something else could have been done there, but we survived. We survived. We do have a lower points percentage, so the highest points percentage in the league is um, the Rangers, but they've played four less games than us. So, yeah, I think we're we're winning there a bit. If we get a Rangers-Canucks final, I won't survive. Anyway, Canucks 4-3, we lead the league. Canucks, no, Dallas 4-3, but the Canucks lead the league. Overtime points. Because that makes sense. Anyway, we have a few things to talk about. Uh, these are two intersecting points. <laughs> I would say, I don't know what just happened there to my lungs, but it, it was weird. Um, they're two intersecting points. I already slightly mentioned this. Uh, it's the second game in a row that Andre Kuzmenko has been scratched. He scratched... Um, the other night against Nashville, I understand Clay mentioned it on Game Over um, last week. Last week? It was a few days ago. Time isn't real. Um, yeah, so Andre Kuzmenko is scratched again for back-to-back -back games. This happened earlier in the season as well. And he came back, he kind of got it together again, and then he got scratched. Um, obviously, he's not exactly fitting in with Tockett's ideals of the team. I feel like Tockett and Kuzmenko have the same kind of relationship. Like, I don't want to speculate on anything, obviously, because I'm not in the locker room, but it feels similar to, like, the dynamic with Boudreaux and, um, uh, like, 
Oh my gosh, what's his name? Jim. I'm completely blanking. Robertson. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> um, yeah, like, exactly he wants to see more forecheck. Um, he wants to work harder. He literally said he stopped, wanted to stop being asked about Kuzmenko. Like, that's kind of part of the deal. You're always going to be asked about something if it's not perfect, um, especially on the Connects team that's uh, doing amazing. Bruce and Bass, I, that was also an odd point of contention, but I feel like this is similar to, like, the, it doesn't fit in with the system and the construct and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I can't, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. Apparently he's on the trade block, but it has been said, um, Joshua Griffith, who's a, like, a local media person for the Canucks, he said, um, he spoke with Kuzmenko's agent Dan Milstein, aka slight AGM of the Canucks and Lightning. There's absolutely no disconnect between the coaching staff, management, and our camp. We communicate daily. Obviously, like, half your squad's on our team. We have a plan and everything is going to be okay. Andre's very happy to be in Vancouver. With a few minor adjustments, many victories and goals are ahead. Again, we had some minor adjustments coming back from the last time he was scratching back-to-back -back games. Hopefully, we can see those adjustments um, before the break. We have one more game on Saturday against the Sharks. But then again, it's the Sharks, and we lost against the Sharks. Just saying. I do think that it's going to be... It's an interesting position to be in. I'm not sure if this will solve anything, but the power play has struggled in recent memory, Especially, it seems, when Philip Peronek is on it. Like, I don't want to point fingers at all, but I just don't think because of the the past few years where we've had, like, the four forwards and one D for the... Oh, sorry. Uh, four forwards, one D for the penalty kill. Or for the for the power play. My bad. Um, adding, like, the other defensemen, especially on Heronik, which who doesn't... He's not exactly the same kind of, I don't want to say the same level as Hughes, because he's also a very good defenseman. It's crazy that we have, like, two amazing defensemen, but at the same time, he's not really showing the same promise as, you know, say if we put a Sam Lafferty out there, if we have to scratch Kuzmenko. I don't understand why we just can't have Kuzmenko in the lineup and have him still in the power play, because yes, he did get a lot of points there last season. If I remember correctly, he does have a few power play points this year. I just not sure. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. Honestly, apparently people are calling about him. I don't know if trading him would make him better or worse. If we can get a sizable, I don't even say want to say a sizable like defenseman, because we're pretty good depth wise. Like when Susie comes back, we're away with flying colors. Um, at the same time, I don't really know. I don't know. I. I feel like he still has to get his game back, and yes, we've seen players take a little while to get their game back, like Besser, obviously, uh, last year, not until later in the season, uh, Pedersen a couple years back when he was coming back from injury, and then didn't really get start going until um, January. Yeah, I think... I think there's still a bit of work to be done. I feel like he still has to... Kuzmenko still has to get his way into Talkit's nice list, 
Um, we need a top six winger desperately if Kuzmenko isn't going to work. That's true, considering most of our scoring in recent memory has come from the... Well, not the... Yeah, kind of the bottom six. It's been Brock Besser in the third line. That's basically been all of our scorers. And JT Miller with, like, 5,000 assists. Um, with a few goals here and there. <laughs> Just kidding. But, yeah, I do think... Top six winger, I don't know, because Hoglander's fitting in nicely. Besser's the only full-fledged top six winger that we have. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I saw a comment last resort made earlier about Petey needs Kuzmenko. I, if he can get it going, Kuzmenko, they did match up well together last year, and with Mikheyev on that line, I'm just not sure if Tockett trusts him as much at the moment. That's, that's kind of the issue. Um, yeah, Hoglanders fit in quite well, aside from taking various penalties. Um, third line, obviously, all cylinders. Fourth line, have outer. I, <laughs> I have no real sizable complaints. Um, defense, oi. I have a few thoughts. Noah Juleson's been pretty, pretty good, um, compared to the bigger guys. When I mean bigger, I mean by size. I'm talking Myers, Cole, and Zadorov. Myers hasn't been totally egregious, except tonight he wasn't great, but Cole and Zadorov. Zadorov's kind of a neutral point for me. Um, yeah, if Kuzmenko gets going, solves a lot of our top six issues. Tockett, um, needs to start getting, Tockett needs to handle Kuzmenko better. The Canucks need to start getting more shots on goal. I do think they need to start getting more shots on goal. I understand Tockett plays more of a defensive-minded game, but at the same time, the Canucks, yeah, like tonight, uh, 20 shots on goal to 36 from Dallas. That's, uh, crazy. Um, considering, you know, the last game that we played Dallas, it was a 2 nothing shutout for, for, um, us. Our power play percentage is going down drastically. I was looking at the wrong line, but... Still, it's going down. Like, we're 1 for 15 now in our last four games. <sighs> yeah. I get Kuzmenko scratching. Only gripe is maybe you don't really see Oman or PDG much when it comes to the third period. Yeah, I would say probably taking PDG out. Or maybe Oman, because he had... A slip up. A PDG does two, putting Kuzmenko in. I'm not sure because PDG did really work well on that line, but I think Holglander's kind of taken that spot. Um. Yeah, our power play percentage, not great. Um, not great. We're at twenty four, uh, point two, which is better than the sixth in the league for points, Winnipeg Jets with sixteen. Philly has ten. Uh, so it could be worse. It could be worse. But at the end of the day, it's still not great. Like, okay, Edmonton has a higher one, but they're Edmonton. Uh, for penalty kill? Yeah, we're still in the bottom 10. Again, it's getting better, but power play, I think, is the big killer. It's always something with the special teams. Um, so as for zone time, we have, like, 
Okay, where was it? I'm trying to figure out... I had the thing open where you can see the penalty or the power play. Zone entries for the power play predictable. Yeah, we could barely set up. Um, we are... We have our time on... Our zone time for the power play uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. They are above average for the league with 24.5% Um, of the time on the power play, the puck is in the Canuck zone. Actually, I think above average means it's better because the league average is 26.9. So I think that's a good idea, good thing, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like a good thing. I feel like that's still a bit egregious. Anyway, penalty kill. We've been, we're still below average there. Um, not spending a lot of time in an offensive zone, looks like. Yeah, I feel, I feel like there's, uh, there's a bit more work to be done, especially on the power play, especially as we continue to, we're leading the league. There are good things happening. I feel like I'm nitpicking when I say this, and... Yeah, it was, it was a really good, it was a good game to watch between two good teams. I mean, Dallas has had, I don't want to say their ups and downs, they went to the finals in 2020. Like, Dallas is a good team, they're continuously in the playoffs, um, semi-deep runs, like, they're a good, Dallas is a good team. They got to the Western Conference Finals last year. I just think the Canucks, I don't want to say they hit a bit of a slump, because they have six in their last eight. I, yeah. The too much micromanagement. Canucks need to generate more shots on goal. Ah, uh, Jimmy, I do see what you're saying. I see what you're saying there. I do think they need to generate more. I think the way the defensive kind of mindedness of Talkit is kind of getting in the way of like the offensive capabilities that the Canucks have in Pedersen, Miller, Besser, um, etc. Even Hughes and Kronik, if you want to throw them in there too, because basically for years our defense was just Thatcher Demko. Um, overtime was kind of boring. When is overtime not? Let's be honest here. I think the defensive mindedness gets in the way a bit of the offensive talent on this team. Yeah, there's a lot that could be done to work on this team. Where's. Are there more power play things? No? Okay. Boo. Alright, I'm gonna pass it off to you guys. Just for this- these last ten minutes here. I mean, we already have been, been having, like, a nice little chat. We've been having a nice little chat. Um, but... I need to get your thoughts on this. What do we do about Hronek on the power play? What do we do about bringing Kuzmenko back in? What do we do? What do we trade him? Like, the trade deadline's not that far away. I understand we won't do it, like, right now, even though half of Toronto probably wants out by now. But, uh, what do we do here? Uh, Canucks are playing too much finesse hockey without the talent level to play that style. That's why Kuzi would help if they want to play that style offensively. I get what you're saying, Last Resort, but at the same time, like, I feel like that might not work with 
where Kuzmenko is at right now. Like, he's in a sophomore slump. I get it. I'm in a sophomore slump. I got my first C in college. All right. Applause. Uh, getting out shot three to one is not always going to prove as positive results. Yes, especially against Dallas, which I understand having, you know, pretty good offensive players uh, for Dallas is, is uh, but we also have pretty good offensive players. It's just one was scratched tonight. It's not going to produce positive results. We almost were there, and then we weren't. It's year one of having a team that can compete in the playoffs. This is a breakthrough compared to last year. Active GM and a coach that gives the players a system to be in the right spots. Yes. I think the more issue with our coach's system is it like, some players are kind of, I don't want to say hindered, but not play, putting them in the right spots because they were committed already before the, uh, new coach was. When do you think PD could re-sign here? I think they'll get it done uh, when we lose in the first round. <laughs> that was such a joke. 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 Um, I, I feel like they'd get it done in the new year, but also he's considering recent times. I feel like he'd probably want to wait a little bit more too because the Canucks, he hasn't been producing as much as he has earlier in the season. Uh, sarcastic remarks. I love that name. Y'all are nitpicking. Don't worry. Y'all are freaking scary. I, yeah, nitpicking. I said that earlier. I just, very specific things where I'm like, if you want to succeed in the playoffs, um, first of all, you have to circumvent the cap with LTIR because everyone does it. I mean, look at Kucherov. Look at anything Vegas has done ever. Um, at the same time, Yeah. I feel like I, I keep going into a negative mindset with this team, but a uh, free Kuzmenko talk it is putting Kuzmenko in a slump, a slump with Jimmy. That's that's a take. I I don't think it helps that he's being scratched, but at the same time, it's uh, it's I don't think it's helping that I think he just needs a reset. But after reset after reset after reset is not going to go well overall. And running with a winning lineup just seems very Daryl Suttery, so I don't like it. Um, Kuzmenko would need a sweetener to trade. Imagine saying that sentence last year. Oh my gosh. Um, you will probably be saying that about like literally any other player on the Canucks except for Andre Kuzmenko. Maybe Bo Horvat as well. You wonder, get the top six winger you need back. Exactly, like, Kuzmenko still has a whole year left on his contract, so you probably need somebody. It's not, like, a light contract either, uh, so you'd probably need somebody to take that over for ya. Yeah, best bet is try and get him going. Uh, yeah, we can't keep calling up Abbotsford Canucks to fill the wings. I mean, not that, like, a lot of our wingers are from the Abbotsford Canucks, but I think. No way should the Canucks trade Kuzmenko. Yeah, rehabilitating. I think would do well. I can't help but wonder what it would look like if we could get shots on goal. Maybe even score on the power play like we did early. We're killing it without those things. Imagine. Yeah, if we get shots on goal, if we could actually set up on the power play, it would be nice. I understand, like, Dallas overall, what's their penalty kill at? Okay, they're second in the league for penalty kill. So they're kind of, uh, they're, they're doing good. They're doing good, let's just say. They're behind, um, Boston. Woohoo! I think they do have a good penalty kill, but at the same time, we went oh, we're one for fifteen in the last four games. 
The Canucks are 1-4-15 on the last four games. That is not something you want to hear about your special teams. Yes, our penalty kill is yards and yards better than the than they were last year. At the same time, yes, you're being more defensively minded. You need more offensively minded. And you have a lot of um you have a lot of offensively minded players. You have a lot of offensive talent on your roster. You're not utilizing that properly on the power play when you don't like for example, you have your third line which is one of arguably one of the best lines in the NHL right now in scoring. It's crazy. Um Kronak on the power play is bad because outside of best he's the only one that can one time the puck. Yeah, I I I don't know. I feel like there are other options that we could have because if we have Besser and Hronik, I don't understand. Like, I feel like it's a bit redundant to also have Hronik there, considering that's basically, like, the only thing he would be useful for in a power play, in my opinion, uh, unless he's quarterbacking, which Quinn Hughes already is. So, yeah, I think we... If we have Kuzminko back on the power play, I think that adds a little bit more, but even if we have, we have him scratched, put Lafferty out there, put anybody from the third line out there at this point, um... We need a bit more speed in the forward group. Dallas seemed much faster than this. I don't want to use the road trip excuse, but I'm going to use the road trip excuse. Yes, they're on a third, the last game of a road trip. Yes. Um, I do think that... I, we have a speedy forward group at times, but we also have a pretty slow group. I mean, Sam Lafferty is pretty fast. Uh, Mikheyev is still getting back up to speed, but he's also very fast. Kuzmenko, when he's in the lineup, um, Besser has shown a bit, uh, of speed, you know. Everyone's saying he's very slow. He had, like, the highest speed, I think, for the whole team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think we're doing good. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm getting lost for... Um, Canucks going 15-0, then the meteor will destroy the Earth, Earth because we can never win a cup. I can't- I know. Oh, uh, that would happen, though. We're gonna get a second Gulf of Mexico. Because that's how, uh, the Gulf of Mexico was created because of the asteroid that came to kill the dinosaurs. Fun fact. Oh, I'm hoping if we get Kuzmenko back and he doesn't have the shaking confidence he showed before the goal he scored. I- yeah, he's gonna have to score a few more goals to have anybody have any faith in him. Um... <laughs> Well, especially Dockett. I think the Canucks nation as a whole has faith in him that it's going to get better. His agent obviously has faith in him, but that's his agent. He's supposed to. I, um, I think getting Kuzmenko back could add some more speed and possibly add some more shots. Um, and probably up our power play a bit, considering 1 in 15. I don't know. I don't want to say we're in a slump. We got six out of eight points on this road trip. Think of the positives. Anyway. Let the guy play his game. He's not that bad defensively. Kuzmenko needs to be valuable, so even if we do trade him, he needs to be performing. That means he needs to be playing. Very true. Scratching him is only going to do so much. In the new year, he needs to be iced. That is very true. That's true. I do think... Like, if you want to build confidence in a player, you need to have them playing. That's, like, a big thing when I see, like, um, goalies on a slump or something like that, and the goalie is benched for games, uh, for many games at a time, or they're sent down or anything. 
Um, I know Kuzmenko is obviously not in net. I feel like that would be very weird if he was. But at the same time, you don't put your... It doesn't create confidence in the player if you are not letting them do their job, essentially. If you're being scratched, it doesn't create confidence at all. Um, Pronek on the power play isn't bad. Oh, yeah. We, I think Tocket needs to accept the poor defensive play from Kuzi on the, for the offside output. I, yeah, I think he needs to accept poor defensive play. I mean, he's already accepted it from, like, half our D-men, so I think... I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think that, um, he can accept one forward out of his many. Kronek on the second would be better, yeah, but unless they're, they might keep Hughes out for both. But they barely put the second unit out there anyway, like, tonight they only got them out there for the last 20 seconds. I think that was on the third power play. I'm not sure where they came in on the other two, but then again, we never really set up. Um... Besser has been chugging along. Yeah, he had the highest recorded speed last season. Um, yeah, I think it was when he saved that empty netter versus Pittsburgh. Uh, let's have some potty. Po potty? What? Positivity as well. Besser has an amazing shot that needs to be celebrated. Yes. Brock Besser. Brock Besser supremacy. We are seeing this finally. At long last. What is his shooting percentage? I need to know. So he is a career minus 20. He's currently a plus 11. <laughs> for the season so far. Um, da 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 da. 24.7. For his shooting percentage. That's... Yeah. Insane. Insanity. He has 38 points in 34 games. Who would have thought? He has- he had 18 goals last year. He's already beat his third highest goal total, um, from the 2021, like, Canadian division year and the 21-22 season. Uh, Bruce's first season. Yeah. So he had 23 goals in both those seasons. When one was in 56 games, one was in 71. But at the same time, He's beat those both. Uh, last year, only got 18. He was also out with injury, so... Um, yeah. He's gonna beat his goal total this year. I mean, knock on wood, obviously, but... We're at, he's at 34 games played. His highest goal total was 29 goals in 62 games in 17-18. So his first full season with the Canucks. I say he does it. I have the Twitter bot on notifications um yeah garland finally got himself a goal i feel like that's always the narrative when he finally scores because he'll score and then go an entire month without scoring and then he scores again and it just it's a cycle that keeps keeps going back around uh second unit didn't play much but her when heronic was the main defenseman he would just bomb shots on goal and some of it was fun and effective yeah exactly i think that's that's also how forgive me if i'm wrong that's also how OEL also kind of operated a lot on the power play. And it it kind of worked for us. So he's finally getting that 30 goal mark. I how many seasons in the making is that? Uh too many to count. He made his debut in the 2016-17 season. Yes, he played nine games, but at the same time, 
I, I was in the ninth grade, so it's been a while. He's the longest tenured Canuck, but good for Brock Besser. It's also weird to think because a 26-year-old is the longest tenured Canuck, uh, but that just shows like the improvements that the team has made over the last few years. Because I think second longest would be... Ooh. It wouldn't even be Demko because he was probably still in Utica. Or would he be? I'm really bad at math. I don't want to say Miller. Because <laughs> I'm probably wrong there. It's probably like Breezewall or something. Um, how many goals will Pedersen and Besser score? Besser is getting... At least 40, probably 50. Besser's the longest tanker Canuck, yes. Um, I don't know. Pedersen. Mr. Elias Pedersen. Let me see. I'm going to give him a total, and let's see if I get it right. Okay, so this year... In his 34 games, he has 13 goals, 28 assists. I think he hits... He hit 30 last year or two years ago? He hit 39 last year. So he's almost at 40. I think he's probably around the 35 mark, uh, considering he's had a bit of a slump at the moment, which is weird considering he has 41 points in 34 games, which is absolutely insane. Man, that shows how bad we were we that no one else from the Benning era still hit. Benning drafted him. Benning drafted him, Pedersen, Hughes... Demko, yes, he did, because that was his first first draft. Yes. 50-plus for Besser if he stays healthy. Yes. That's a big thing, too. Uh, I think he can get up there. Um, he's definitely hitting 40. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets, like, 49, considering last year Kuzmenko got 39 goals. Last year, Patterson got 39 goals. Two years ago, Miller was at 99 points. He's he's gonna defeat Igor Shosturkin in in, in third overtime for the Stanley Cup in June. Mark your calendars. Anyway, y'all, I think that's gonna be it for me tonight. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, this has been Game Over Vancouver. I have been Kaya May. Subscribe down below to SDPN. Um, follow SDPN Sports on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um. Like, comment, rate, review on all the podcast platforms. I can speak. Um, yeah, it's been a great time talking to you guys. Uh, it's Canucks lost 4-3 in overtime to the Dallas Stars. But they are at the top of the National Hockey League for the first time in as long as I can remember. Probably since... Oh... I don't know. When was the last time? That's crazy. That's, it's crazy. Anyway, thank you all for joining me. I have been Kaya May. You can find me at Real Kaya May on Twitter, Kaya May on YouTube, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I use. All right. Good night, everybody, and thank you for joining me. Um, and let's hope that the Canucks get a better power play in the coming games. 2012? Yeah, maybe. Because that was the last President Trophy. Oof, that was over a decade ago. Alright, good night! Game!